Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Partners in Health and Biz with your host, Gail Dixon. Tune in every Saturday, 9 a.m. for great shows about obtaining and maintaining health, business, and finance. Learn from the experts here at PIHradio.net. And now, broadcasting from the Partners in Health and Biz studio, here's Gail. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Welcome to my show. I am so very happy that you could join me today. This is a wonderful, beautiful day. We are broadcasting live from our Columbia, Maryland studio. This is Saturday, August the 15th. 2020. (laughs) Wow, this is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. What a crazy year we have been having, but guess what? I'm here to help you. I'm here to help you. We are going to kick this show off this morning, and if you are a new listener, welcome, 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 and if you've been with us for What, since 2011? Thank you so much for being a faithful listener, and I certainly hope you have enjoyed and received valuable information from the information that I'm sharing. So, taming bodily pain, inflammation, and disease with food. We, ladies and gentlemen, are, we will be wrapping this show up this morning, um, completing the four-part series, and I do apologize. Last Saturday, unfortunately, uh, beyond my control, there was a family situation that I had to take care of, and so the show was cut short by 15 minutes. But today we plan on completing everything that I have to share with you uh, in part four of Taming Bodily Pain, Inflammation, and Disease with Food. So if you'd like to call in this morning, if you have a question or comment, the call-in number to Partners in Health and Biz is 347-945-7433, 347-945-7433. Press 1 if you have a question or comment, and you don't have to do anything if you just want to continue to listen to the show. So we're going to begin this morning talking about, and let me just say this, first of all, make sure you have pen and paper so you can take notes, if not, All shows are archived and available on demand for your listening pleasure. Just go to www.pihradio.net and look for the show that you missed. missed, If you missed parts one, two, three, then you can go back and listen at your leisure. So uh, we're going to kick today's show off talking about veggies and fruits and a whole lot of information. Here we go. So... Let's talk about veggies and fruits, won't we? Uh, First of all, it may come to many of you, but fruits and vegetables contain protein. Yes, yes, I know. You would not believe it, but they, and although not as much as the other vegan foods that we've discussed in the past, combining fruits and vegetables with nuts, seeds, and legumes, however, is a great way to amp up the protein factor and the vitamin, mineral, and antioxidant content of your meals. So, for instance, if you want to do or to eat as we should be eating, and this is a fact, people, we really should be eating 
The largest meal of the day should be breakfast, which would give us the energy that we need with a protein and a, and a fruit. The second largest meal should be lunch, but often people don't do this. And then the dinner should be the lightest meal of the day. You should not have steak and potatoes and what you know all these heavy foods that I don't recommend anyway uh, because I recommend um, not eating meat anyway or if you do eat meat then turkey and um, some chicken everything should be organic so if you're going to do that um, but the lightest meal of the day should be dinner and guess what if you eat the lightest meal of the day and don't eat too late before you go to bed, you should eat at least uh, two hours, two to three hours before you plan on laying down. It will help you to digest your food better. You will sleep better, and you will age less. <laughs> Who wants wrinkles and all of that, right? So it will reduce the inflammation in your body because this show is all about reducing inflammation and taming bodily pain. So that's the best way to eat. Um, a heavy breakfast and never overeat. Stop before you're completely full, just satisfied. A heavy breakfast, uh, a medium-sized lunch with uh, plenty of, uh, I would do some nuts with my lunch, and um, a light dinner. A light dinner, a nice tossed salad. You might want to throw in some tuna fish or something. Um, and a light dinner, yes. So green vegetables, including broccoli and spinach, contain more amino acids than starchy vegetables. So load up. I want you to load up on those green vegetables, your broccoli, your spinach, your kale, your... What else? Your collard greens. I love collard greens, <laughs> especially in the winter. So, and then we really should be eating according to seasons. The seasons also help to make you a healthier person. So those heavy collard greens, I would save those for the fall and the winter. Your lighter salads and your tossed salads and your coleslaws and all of those, I would eat those in the summer. So I want you to find ways to include plant-based protein into at least two meals per day, and you'll be good to go. Yes, plant-based protein, at least two meals per day. Also, we're going to talk about one of the reasons why some people find it difficult to stay healthy and keep their body from inflammation. Now, I want you to think about this, alcohol. How many of you are saying you're eating healthy? Yes, maybe you are, but you're drinking this alcohol. So you have have to cut down on your alcohol consumption to two drinks per week. Per week, people, not per day. And if you are going to drink alcohol, the only type of alcohol I would ever recommend, and this is your um, health and wellness consultant, Gail Dixon McBride, would be the 
red wine, which is good for your blood and good for your heart and uh, has all types of antioxidants, reservatol in it, red wine. So if you're doing um, a glass of wine a day for at least, I'm going to suggest this, cut back to two drinks per week. Or if just a little bit of the red wine per day, but just a little, not a full glass, maybe a half even. For some of you, that's a big deal. For others, it's the steepest part of the climb. So you are going to, at some point, in order to cut down on inflammation in your body, you're going to eliminate alcohol completely uh, from your diet and and from, I'm, I'm calling it a diet, these are the foods that you eat, uh, something to lose weight. This is to become healthy and to reduce inflammation. So before we talk about alcohol and inflammation anymore, I want to let you in on a little secret from one of my doctors. At some point in his medical training, virtually all physicians learn that when they ask patients about their alcohol consumption during a medical history, the truth is probably close to double the amount of alcohol that somebody says they consume. So do people really lie to their doctors? <laughs> Sadly, some people do, but it's also extremely common for people to underestimate and underreport the amount of alcohol that they consume in seven days. And one doctor says many of his patients are genuinely surprised when they count the bottles and cans in the recycling bin at the end of a week. Now, I'm using a new microphone this morning, um, my listeners, so if you're not able to hear me loudly or clearly, please call in and let me know, and I will make the adjustment. The call-in number, once again, is 347-945-7433, 347-945-7433. Okay, so the doctor says, yes, many of his patients are genuinely surprised when they count the bottles and cans in the recycling bin at the end of the week. Oh, my gosh. You already know that consuming alcohol to excess is not good for your health. It is hard on the liver and can have pro-inflammatory effects if it's consumed to excess. So what I'm telling you, what I want you to do is all about all about improving your health by reducing your inflammation, and that's the main reason why I've set clear limits on alcohol consumption. But there's another reason to set limits here as well, and here's about and that's about the value of the limits themselves. So allow me to explain. Humans and animals feel safer and perform better when we know and respect our limits. We say that good fences make good neighbors. Have you heard that? Yes. <laughs> Have you heard that, which is most certainly true in the neighborhood, but also with respect to your health. Having clear limits like I don't smoke makes it a lot easier to say no to a cigarette than someone who says, I only smoke on special occasions because they are now left to decide if today is a, is a special enough occasion to justify a cigarette. 
Okay, if you simply don't eat or drink high fructose corn syrup, the temptation for it disappears. Am I correct? Yes. These sorts of limits are especially important when it comes to alcohol. So, uh, many people think of alcohol as an essential part of their social experience. Other use, others use it to take the edge off of stress and anxiety at the end of the day. Some people... And for some people, it's just part of a familiar routine. And for many, it's a big problem. So let's concentrate on what we're doing. So instead of a glass of wine, have a cup of tea. Instead of a beer, try making a spritzer with a splash of fruit juice and some unsweetened carbonated water. And especially during the coronavirus, uh, this pandemic we're going through, many people have resorted to soothing their anxieties with alcohol. And they have gone over the limit. Many of you have gone over the limit. So if a few drinks has always been part of your routine, I encourage you to change that routine this week and see how it goes. One thing is for sure, it will make it a whole lot easier to get up the hill that's right around the corner. Okay, so that's all for the uh, inflammation that can be caused by alcohol and how it can be a a negative, uh, have a negative effect on you and how many of you have, again, resorted to medicating with alcohol. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. It will only add to your problems. So I want to want you to try next for the re- reducing the inflammation and pain and disease. For the next two days, you will be eliminating solid foods completely and relying entirely on liquids because you'll be consuming some calories. This is technically not a true fast. So you don't need any medical supervision, and you also don't need to worry about having any serious blood sugar and regulation problems. So, ooh, a nice smoothie. That sounds good to me, and it it is good, especially when you put all the various fruits, the different types of healthy fruits. Well, that said, you will probably feel hungry at times on a liquid diet. Uh, You will probably feel hungry at times during the next two days, and that's okay. But remember remember some of the things that I've told you about in Parts 1, 2, 3. And you need to know how to redefine your relationship with hunger. This will train you to redefine your relationship with hunger. You'll be fine. So there are several reasons why it can be useful to eliminate solid foods for a short period. The first reason is weight loss. Although uh, what you're doing in this uh, time of inflammation taming your body, it's uh, although it's not a pro, it's not a weight loss program. But when you uh, are going to eliminate the solid foods and completely rely on entirely on liquids. Most people who want to reduce inflammation can also benefit from losing a few pounds. Yes, yes, think about it. 
So we're going to be doing multiple things by reducing this inflammation in your body. Um, so let's we're going to try that for two days. No solid foods, eliminating solid foods, and completely relying on uh, entirely on liquids. Why? Another reason besides weight loss, gastrointestinal healing. Now, the inner lining of the gastrointestinal tract plays a huge role in overall body health. New research, people, has has demonstrated that even minor superficial damage to the GI cosa can adversely impact the immune system, which can increase inflammation. So give that hard-working and delicate lining a break every so often by eliminating solid foods for 48 hours. Yes, this can help improve the integrity of the lining and decrease the risk of chronic inflammation. Did you know that? Wow, just two days, that's all I'm asking. And you can see the difference, and it will help you. Okay, so those are two benefits, weight loss, gastrointestinal healing and detoxification is the third benefit of a liquid diet for 48 hours this is not about purging or flushing or any other buzzwords that are used to describe fad diets no detoxification is an ongoing biochemical process that your cells are doing all the time when you switch to a clean liquid diet your digestive tract has less work to do and the cellular detoxification system gets a boost. Psychological effects are the next benefit. Well, it's challenging to go without solid food for 48 hours, yes. And when you face that challenge, just just think of how it's going to feel. And when you face that challenge and succeed, you will come away from it stronger and with a profound sense of accomplishment. You'll also come away with a new and improved relationship with food and with your own ability to tolerate hunger. And this will also prepare those of you who are spiritual and Christians who fast from time to time. This is a good way to do it. I mean, there are many types of fasts. There's the Daniel fast. There's the complete fast. There are many types of fasts, but this is one that you can use. You can also come away, again, with a new and improved relationship with food and with your own ability to tolerate hunger. And so we'll delve into that conversation a bit. So liquid meal ideas. Here's some ideas for liquid meals. Some favorite liquid-only meals that you can try would be smoothies. So far, such as yogurt, nuts, and but and nut butters and fruit mixed together to have a nice smoothie. Smoothie made with yogurt, nuts, nut butters, and fruit. Next, you can try blended soups or stews, not with meat. Okay, remember this is liquid, even like a broth. Next, milk alternatives. Almond milk is my favorite, or hemp milks are easy to make at home. Vegetable juices, remember the VA? You can try that if you, you know, it can be part of the liquid um, 
48-hour liquid diet, water with lemon or lime, vegetable broths, and herbal teas during these different times of the day, right? So now it's time to pull that blender out of the cabinet, people, and set it up on the counter. It's going to get a workout for the next two days. So how many of you are on board with this? <laughs> okay, so let's talk about just a little bit about the fasting. In fact, fasting has played a role in religious and medical history for thousands of years, depending on the circumstances or the tra- tradition. Fast can take many different forms. Christianity has several important fasting seasons. The most well-known of which is the 40 days of Lent, which serves an important time of self-reflection. So your caloric intake is probably lower than it has been historically, so you are in a caloric deficit right now. For many people, this experience has physical, psychological, and even spiritual effects when you fast. Okay, especially this liquid, this liquid-only fast. You may be feeling a little altered, even a little woozy. So please take it easy, especially the first day. This is the most intense part of the program. So, and then for different religions, they have been fast. Uh, And I hope you can think of your fasting uh, as a day, not as a day of deprivation or two days of deprivation, but as um, a couple of days of deeper self-reflection. And I hope that you can use this fast, this 48-hour fast, to deepen your commitment to yourself and move your health forward in a positive way. This is also a good time to put some extra energy energy <laughs> into the daily program and start a daily program journal, which is very good. This is a great place to to jot down your experiences, reflect on what you're grateful for, and measure your progress. And at the end of the 48-day fast, you will have you will break fast. Breakfast. Breakfast. Breakfast is a break to the fast whenever you sleep. And you sleep for 8, 9, 10 hours, 7, whenever. When you do eat, remember there's that more than 4-hour period when you're awake that you're sleeping. And then when you go past that 4- to 6-hour period, then you're into a fasting. So when you're sleeping and then you wake up and you have breakfast, You're breaking your fast. Okay. All right. So let's talk about the goal. The goal here is to eat an exquisitely clean diet in order to reduce inflammation, free of the most common inflammatory trigger foods, strictly avoiding these foods for a few days and then reintroducing them later can give you valuable insights into whether or not those foods are triggers for you. Please be aware that this is a much more strict diet than you'll be eating later. So for five days, I want you to avoid wheat and gluten. 
Even a few days of gluten-free diet can make a huge difference in the way you feel. I want you to avoid processed grains. No breads, pasta, crackers, or baked goods. Whole grains like brown rice and quinoa are allowed. Meat and poultry. No red meat. No poultry. No pork. The only animal proteins you'll consume this week are wild fish, eggs, and organic plain yogurt. If you want to try eating entirely vegan, no animal protein whatsoever, you are encouraged to do so. Remember, alcohol, this is a great time to reflect on your relationship to alcohol. No alcohol. No alcohol. Corn, this is a common trigger, believe it or not, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Corn, which I do love, but my naturopath did tell me I was allergic. Uh. <laughs> but this is a common trigger of inflammation, inflam- of inflammatory food reactions. Although non-GMO corn can be part of a healthy anti-inflammatory diet, you will be avoiding it during this fasting time. Nightshades. This plant family is a trigger for inflammation in some individuals. There is no way of knowing whether or not nightshades are a problem unless you eliminate them for a period of time. So, what are nightshades? Nightshades that you must avoid include eggplant, tomato, including tomato-based sauces, ketchup, and salsas. Who knew? Yes, well, now you do. (laughs) White and yellow potato. Sweet potato is okay. Sweet potato is okay, but avoid, eliminate white and yellow potato. Peppers, bell, chili peppers, etc. Black pepper is approved. Added sweetness you will avoid. Your taste buds, your blood sugar, and your waistline will thank you. You are going to be so happy. Artificial colors, flavors, and preservatives avoid, eliminate. Try to buy foods that don't have uh try to buy foods that don't have a label. Hint hint, look in the produce section, limit packaged foods, and you'll limit you'll limit artificial ingredients entirely. Now I know this sounds a a lot like a lot of things to avoid, but there are so many other healthy things that you can eat and we discussed that in parts one, two and three of this uh, episode, Taming Bodily Pain, Inflammation, and Disease with Food. We did in the first three parts. Now, sometimes by eliminating different things, uh, you're going to find some surprising results. You'll also uh, learn what foods you are sensitive to, what foods you you are allergic to. If you're sensitive to something like corn or wheat, that you eat every day, avoiding that food can improve your health in ways you never thought possible. As such, it's important to continue to keep track of how you are feeling in a journal each day during this time. So, three things I want you to remember as you work on uh, reducing inflammation. Eat food. The idea here here is to eat real, minimally processed food from the earth and avoid the edible food like some substances that your great-grandparents would not even recognize as, as food. Buy food that will eventually 
rot. Many processed foods never go bad. Eat food that was made by people, not corporations. Not too much. With rates of overweight and obese folks topping 70% this day, these days, it is clear that people are eating too much and too often. Use intermittent fasting to your advantage, people. Let yourself be hungry. Stop eating when you're 80% full, 80. No seconds. Tonight's, tonight's leftovers are tomorrow's lunch. That's what we do in my household. Mostly plants. Most of your food should come from plants. One of the common dietary threads amongst the longest-lived people in the world is that they eat mostly plants. That does not mean that they are vegan or vegetarian. It just means that the majority of the food they eat comes from plant sources. So we are just about out of time. I certainly hope I have shared some valuable information with you. And if there are questions, you can email me, Gail Dixon McBride. Uh, I have two email addresses. Uh, you can email me, goldenvoicesunlimited at gmail.com, goldenvoicesunlimited at gmail.com, or partnersinhealth at Verizon.net. Uh, also, you can follow me, pihradio.net, www.pihradio.net, and you will be uh, be getting um, information, updates on the upcoming shows. Also, the website with even more information is pih. Uh, I'm sorry, partners <laughs> partnersinhealth.biz. My website, www.partnersinhealth.biz. So everyone go out, get some sunshine, fresh air, wear your mask, wash your hands, social distance. Um, do everything that we can to stay healthy. Until next Saturday, stay healthy and business savvy. I'm your host, Gail Dixon McBride. Have a blessed day. Ta-ta for now. I'll talk to you next Saturday. Stay tuned for I have no idea <laughs> what next Saturday's show will be, but it will be a good one. <laughs>